0: I too, Billy, and you book a match with me, that's right, Killings. look at me, I'm a total package, I will rip him apart, I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie?
1: <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome everybody to Wrestle Roasts, I am your host, Dan St. Germain, I'm here with Robert Karpulis, Zach Millian, and and friend, and sometimes co-host of the show, Mike Warren Scott, and sometimes played. friend, and sometimes <laughs> friend, and sometimes personal friend. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, man, uh, I am excited to talk about one
2: of the things we're going to talk about. And then
1: Mike has not watched Dynamite or WWE uh, since leaving the podcast. So um, I've, watched, I've watched
2: I've watched a little bits and pieces of of Dynamite, um, but I've not watched a full episode. Um, I did watch the the shark cage match because I love
1: disasters, which, you know, um, speaking of, what's the first thing we're talking about? (laughs) Well, before before we get to the the roast of Ric Flair, um, I want to go through a Patreon schedule. We're off this Monday, although I may do something. I may do like a little... Something for Battle of the Belts, and if any other boys can join me. Uh, August 15th, we got the Roast of Marginity. August 22nd, Heroes of Wrestling, 1992. August 30th, the Roast of Donald Trump. So for something of sports, we got Retro Smackdown, Current Raw. I will be moving probably to either Current Raw, or I'm going to be watching every T- TNA pay-per-view from like 2002 on um, for $10. So if you want to see me literally get tortured, like, I asked I asked our audience, hey, I don't want to really do retro SmackDown anymore. What should I do? And then, you know, of course, they said TNA because I can't have nice things. And you uh, watched they-
2: the Ric Flair roast and said, man, I wish Dan was just a little bit more uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah, join our Patreon or YouTube or uh, Facebook Man. or Twitter. I, I
2: don't think I've seen the city of Nashville make Dan suffer enough.
1: Ooh, let's have a, <laughs> a watch TNA paper. <laughs> Five-star reviews, leave a comment. We're going to be doing the Roast of Seth Rollins this week. Uh next week, this week we, with SummerSlam and with with the Roast of Flair and Flair's Last night. We just had too much to talk about, which gets us to the four horse count in honor of the great Rick Flair who has retired supposedly uh number one well, hold on
3: we haven't checked twitter yet he may have unretired uh, by now
1: number by the one, way we are all doing this podcast in our underwear and a shirt number one number one the roast of rick flair folks i performed uh, a bunch of other people did too apparently i got heat with jim ross on twitter um i still think it's not because, not, not specifically not specifically but i think it's because you know what the rest of conrad thompson i uh i took mike's joke where i i said he looks like grumpy the cat and i don't think he's ever recovered from that um all right so before i get into like you know like everything that went on i want to just give a shout out to andrew goldstein tyler morrison my boy brad matt Giovanni, steve k shuli nick houseman kevin Kellum, earl skakel dave silla and the cowboy james storm uh you got everybody worked their ass off this weekend um you know some people couldn't control whether or not their jokes were ripped up uh so uh that was uh, everybody there like and all the people who had to go pick up people from the fucking airports and shit like that it's it's a lot of work man and and they pulled it off it was a huge you know Nashville flaregrounds. it was it was the biggest you know star i've been to a couple star casts the biggest one i've been to as far as just uh as far as just scale um and uh, I also want to, cause I I want to be honest with our audience. Uh I fucked up last weekend. I did drink, um, and uh, I got super sloshed after the show. Um, I think Joey Janella tucked me in. Um, I felt the tenderness Sunny Kiss must have felt. Uh, but so shout out to Joey Janella for that. But were you
2: were you drinking on camera? Cause I think I saw you drinking. Cause you were like the most visible. Like uh I I I. I <laughs> you're like i i said to a friend like you're like a fat adam page like hangman adam book (laughs) in that in that that sad cowboy shirt you're wearing no i had (laughs) because what was it It was like it was like some kind of like like red drink or something i
1: I had gotten really drunk the night before that thursday on, on the plane and i was like sweating it out you know okay anyway um yeah i don't Look, there's a there's a couple different ways you could look at my performance, and we'll talk it into it. Um, you know, bombed in the room, k- killed on Reddit. Uh, but uh, all right, so started out. i like the January
3: sixth hearings.
1: I kind of or knew, a Daniel Garcia match. I kind of knew um, how this was going to go because Johnny Fairplay and two two girls just walk in in a cloud of Molly to the green room. You know, well, I don't know if they were on Molly, but it was sure. like it what was clearly saying, like I knew oh, this is the type of party we're we're gonna get
2: i knew how it was gonna go because the night before you texted me that you had flown in thursday but they didn't have your hotel till friday
1: <laughs> well you know they had a lot of work to do i don't want to yeah. i don't want to get into that but um they did have a lot of work to do but that is also true uh <laughs> that's and, hilarious know, I, to me <laughs> I, I did i did talk to bubba beforehand he was fine he was totally cool uh i do think he's a great wrestler because if he kept pulling this shit and wrestling he wouldn't have had a job so yeah, uh, people really like Devon. people really like Devon. i had to basically run out on stage um there the, the the chair that i was on kept falling back and forth and moving back and forth so <laughs> so i lost uh, and then i lost my jacket so like somebody else had to give me a jacket. Like the shout out to security there. All those dudes, Super was for security. One of those guys gave me their jacket. Um, we know we were all confused about what we. You could didn't talk tell me about. you wore a Buff Bagwell's jacket. Uh, we were all confused about what we could talk or not talk about, which kept getting more confusing after <laughs> the wrestlers just immediately crossed the line. And also, Brad Nessler went pretty hard. I got to give it up for Brad. I mean, he fucking you know. He went through it. Um, so now I'm going to ask, because I was just on stage. I don't know how it looked or anything like that. So I want to ask Robert and Mike, what were your thoughts of this? And Zach, if you if you watched it. Mike?
2: Well, um, I was supposed to be on this thing. I was not on this thing. And I'm glad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had a free, I, I just had a, a spider sense tingling. And then and then my wife's friend was getting married. I was like, I'll go do that. Uh um, like a beautiful wedding, by the way. Yeah, man. We were at the, the Shining Hotel, uh,
1: which was way less scary uh, actually, than actually. Right? Uh buddy, I think I was at the shining hotel. You were just got <laughs> the, uh, the movie at.
2: Yeah, and you even had some red rum. So great.
1: Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, I am uh, not I do feel really bad. I I drag, guys. I was you know, had a couple months and Look, I struggled. And uh, so people who had seen me drinking, I, I do apologize. That was, uh,
0: we're going you know.
2: to blame, we're going to blame, uh, the need to feel like Ric Flair, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we But I, I do, you know, I wanted to get that out on
1: front anyway.
2: No, I know we, we, uh, I'm glad you're okay. And you know, whenever I make fun of you, it's ingesting out of love. Uh, because there will always be like one or two people, whenever we make fun of each other on here, there'll always be like one or two listeners. It's like, hey, you don't get to say and like, yeah, we do. Um,
0: actually, those actually people were
2: in you. the front row and on the dais this time, so <laughs> but yeah, man, this because you know, here was interesting. Here he is. I was, you know, I was with uh, I did the Pritchard roast with you, and that felt so different than this in a presentation sense where that really felt like a bunch of wrestling fans you know like i felt skinny at that roast it was great (laughs) and then seeing this with people like dressed up and like like the other one didn't even like
1: i knew that was happening because i did that sony deville joke for like a room of wrestling fans at the stand and it crushed and there it was just like which thank you Starcast. that's the only joke you put in the reel
0: <laughs> um, that,
1: yeah, I really appreciate that. They just you didn't want to watch the rest of your set. <laughs> yeah, you could have used the Brian Knobs one, but all right, whatever. Um, yeah. So, no, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Keep, keep going.
2: That was interesting because it was very much like, you know, it was too much of a celebration. Like, they were there just to jerk this old man off, where it's like, it's okay to make fun of people. Like, I mean,. I guess I'll be the first to say, like, I, you know, I've written on several roasts and Ann Coulter was a better sport than Bubba Ray Dudley. I <laughs> Which just is crazy. Bubba to... didn't even get it that bad.
0: He That's did like... not
2: get it that bad. No. And you probably had the harshest jokes and they weren't that harsh. You know, no, they it's...
3: weren't
1: that harsh. Which is so I mean, weird
3: because really he has such hurt. a great reputation in the industry of being a nice guy that everybody <laughs> loves. Who saw this coming? That he was a thin-skinned piece of shit.
2: I mean, if anything should bother him, it's that Christian gets a paycheck to be on wrestling TV every week, and he doesn't. But you know, uh that would haunt me. <laughs> but but it was no, it was interesting because it was like his i i his performance really does stick out, and and Flair too. Like well, let's just you know, and I know we'll, we'll all say what we want about it, but like. Flair's pivot of like i'm not a misogynist because i feel bad about the three women on this day
0: <laughs> it's
1: like fuck you i literally made a, a boob joke that had more to do with aj styles than Tori wilson Yes, and like a, a vicky's ovaries or old joke it was like
0: yeah. nothing yeah
1: yeah
2: no um and then uh you know uh <laughs> and then and then yeah but the bubba thing was disgusting to me as a as a fan of roast and as a fan of wrestling he joined the rick flair kiss my ass club was that you? Said yeah that? man i don't know what was said but that's great it's good yeah it's like we know what he did in ecw in the 90s of just doing whatever to get heat and this was just doing whatever to get sympathy it was so bitchy where it's like that whole thing of like i'm not going to say anything bad about this person or that person it's like a roast you're not saying bad things you're making jokes it's a complete difference and right i I don't
1: understand that's what i thought that they were we were doing you know yeah
2: and then the vicky guerrero thing where he was like i'm not going to insult this angel like the most misogynistic thing you can do to a woman on a roast besides whatever flair was thinking in his mind is... Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. None of them, none of them have uh worked as a stewardess, but no, um flight attendant. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, but no, no, the
2: worst thing you can do is treat them differently and be like, well, because they're women, I'm not gonna say jokes about them or I'm gonna single them out and say they don't deserve to be made fun of, but everybody else does. It's like, no, they're there to be treated equally so treat him equally and i don't i don't think he tried to double turn
1: his me too (laughs) i know man it was really weird (laughs) he tried to do a brett austin but with his and then
2: he and then he ended up on sunday wrestling in more than he's ever flown with so (laughs) but for for the first time in 73 years he kept his shirt on but um this this was just it was so interesting because like I know there were like comedy people there like Goldstein and who know how to produce comedy, but yeah, the two and a half hours, like it roasts just don't need to be that long. And um, yeah, people who like, just like the amount of people that admitted that their jokes were written for them is just, I don't know. But
4: I, I think. At one point it's gotta be like, Hey, I have nothing to do with this. And a lot of that is that, you know? Yeah. The Bubba thing is also a bit of an abandoned ship situation because yeah, I I won't say who I'll let them tell their story if they feel like it, but um, I have a friend who Bubba reached out to and was like, Hey, can you write for me for this roast? Um, You know, if I use any of it, I'll shout you out on social media. And the person was like, no, I get paid to write jokes, you know? So he was asking people, he just wasn't offering money, I guess. And so (laughs) instead of bombing his dick off, which I'm sure of course he had jokes and he did rip up that piece of paper, but, It's because he would have bombed with them.
1: Yeah, but the whole thing is, like, when Patrice ripped it up, he then had an amazing set. (laughs)
2: Well, yes,
0: of course. Yeah, but one person's
2: able to do that, and they died, and yes, we just mentioned them by name. It's, like, people who, like, that's the thing, man, like, I will say, like, I am probably ingratiated in, in roasting the most out of all of us, or at least I've helped produce roast and all that shit, like, it is amazing the amount that people think they can change the format or fuck with it or make it. It's like no,
1: it works for. Hey, a man, I followed the format and uh, the room still hated me. Besides that. <laughs> so.
4: I, I will say this though, and moving forward, wrestlers, if they're not like an Al Snow who can just stand there and actually deliver like old timey jokes uh just tell old world road, road stories one that you think are funny in your head because at least if they're not at least there's a bunch of wrestling fans that could go, oh cool I guess that's sweet because otherwise it really is like a fucking disaster man like well I, that, that, I, that I, first I, that first wrestler or whoever it was who just was Ty stories, Dami and dude, he didn't I, die up there and it was know, because he was at the very least endearing well i I want to give
1: props to Ty because um <laughs> you know Ty informed me beforehand he could beat my ass and, and in my head I'm like dude, that's not going to help you out there. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, he went up man and he did his jokes and he bombed. He like fucking, he took it like a, like a man, you know, um, he took it, he's a hockey fighter. He took it like a fucking hockey fighter. So I I will give him props. I'll give Tori props too. I thought she did a good job and and Brad, I thought did a good job. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I want to say, Scott, keep going. Uh,
4: No. Yeah. I, I watched it and I, in the context of what i knew it was going to be at first it wasn't as bad as i thought it was you know it was just like okay this is again at the very least some stories and these people do care about flair you had some videos i mean the rock which by the way how funny both nights by the way flair just posts like the rocks moment where the rock pops up on the screen and says hi to him or then after his last match he posts him hugging the undertaker brett and foley you know um yeah you know meanwhile there's people that have probably given them you know their houses but anyway um... yeah but he got a daughter in- and
3: <laughs> he gave up a daughter in return
4: <laughs> but anyway you know i guess that's the business and that's social media maybe that's not rick but uh yeah i i i, I thought it was endearing and then it turned you saw bubba's reactions which he was right behind the screen the whole time and he was such a pissy baby uh and not an I'm mad way, it's it's a I'm trying not to cry thing. And, and I'm not saying he was going to cry. I'm saying it's a thing babies do, and he was being that. It was very uncomfortable. He didn't look cool. He didn't look angry. He looked weak. And it was just real, real loser shit. And then Flair, man, I mean, he walks up on stage, he cries, he cries, he cries, he cried through his whole match. And yeah, the bringing up the women thing, the ah it just shouldn't have been a roast it just shouldn't have been a roast and they never should be roasts i mean the thing is
1: is you can't sell a weekend on a on a rick flair tribute show because they have that on sunday you know what i mean so i i mean i get what you're saying it, it i you know first off i don't think i'm ever going to be invited back to do a roasted star cast again but i would really you know like before they would do one be like is this the guy to do this with you know
4: yeah, I think the he, they would be better off getting lesser named wrestlers that could have fun,
1: yeah, um, and but, anyway, shout out to Conrad. He said I could say, you know whatever I want and I did. And, uh, you know, afterwards, I, I I sat in the green room fully expecting some wrestler to either confront me or what, like, fucking Dave Stossel me, but uh, or John Stossel, sorry. Um, but nobody, uh, nobody did. So shout out for that. Robert, yeah, what did ins- you see?
4: Instead, they just Con- ignored yeah. him. <laughs> yes. Con- Con-
3: Conrad said, say whatever you want. And then they cut to his reaction and you saw what he thought of that decision. <laughs> um, it was, it, it didn't feel, I think to Mike's point, it, it had a very weird vibe. You know, they started it off by talking about how the car shield people were there. And it felt like we let adults in, please don't blow this for Rick. And the people that were sitting there at the tables, because it seemed like there were tables and then there were there was general seating. And I'm sure the cost for the tables are like the super rich people who are in on the mortgage scam with Conrad and they were (laughs) able to afford those seats. So they were just there for like the free food and the drink and they want to be there with Conrad. They're not there because they're wrestling fans who want to sit and have fun. You could hear when, when Dan was talking, it was like there was a lot of laughter based on the way it was mic would from the back, which was probably the actual this, you know, wrestling. The front,
1: fans. the front hated me, the dais for the most part hated me. Um, the back was really nice to me, and the internet, the wrestling internet. The internet, the, the internet
3: loved you, from what I've spoken the, to, to Andrew. <laughs> Andrew said everybody str- in the back was fucking cracking up during yours. The
1: sna- and they were the, the internet snark, the snarkiest of the snark liked me, and they really pushed me and Mike's jokes. Like, on all the Reddit upvotes, it's all jokes me and Mike wrote, you know?
3: Yeah, but the problem was is that – I mean, I saw some people on Twitter – who, you know, were hating on the roast because they probably never watched the roast. And like it's just a bunch of white guys making misogynistic jokes and who the hell are they? And yeah, it, it's like, well, that's that's to be fair. It was a of bunch a of
1: white guys. They probably should have had some black people on. Well, their they own.
3: tried, and Tyson yeah. was too famous for it, and Virgil was not well enough to do it. And Funcha
2: uh,
1: sent in a great video. His yes. video was amazing. Oh, Funchus sent in a great video. And Virgil looked great backstage. I know he's I know he's not doing great, but he looked great backstage.
3: Are you implying he's faking it, Dan?
1: No, I'm it not. It sounds like it
3: sounds like you're you're you're
1: no. no. You know the I, only I, I, one I've accused of faking it was Connor the Crusher. That was it. I think he's on a he's on an island with Tupac, Biggie, and that's Jeff that comedian
4: Jeff. that got the HBO special.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's oh, it's, uh, no. it's uh, no. Fuego
1: del Sol. I'm not gonna go there. All right, <laughs> but hey, wait, wait,
4: wait, I, before we drop the flare roast, did because I, not, I got in not. a little late. Um. Did I, I just read on the someone posted on the Facebook group that Jim Ross commented on the Rose to Flare?
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs> should, should uh, I
2: read JR's comments? Yeah,
4: yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, As JR. There's a guy who's known for taking a joke. Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, JR, why the long face? Okay, um, oh, Jesus, oh.
3: <laughs> one of these ha ha comedians.
2: Yeah, just give me a night heart. I could stare
1: long and hard at it. <laughs> and, and by the way, I just want to say, like, to everyone who thought that I was really vicious, I am the least vicious person on this podcast.
3: Oh, if anyone that's listened to this show knows, like, you tend to be the tamest because you're the one that, that has the brightest future in this business. So you don't want to upend the, the, the apple cart. The, the mm. positives I will say about the rest before Mike reads the comment. Production wise, you could at least hear most of the comedians and people. And the setup up there looked great.
1: The setup did look great. Setup
3: looked good because I saw a lot of pictures. This thing looked carny as fuck, and they shot it really well to hide that. So I think from that perspective, it, it was good. Uh, I've seen a lot of these sort of you know quasi shows where they can't get the audio levels right, or they cut to a video package, and then it comes back and everything's messed up. And and Nestler did a nice job as the as the MC. I thought, you know, Brad seemed to, it was a
1: fucking great sport too. Like we yeah, seemed him, to play along really well. We couldn't, I mean, here's the inside joke about Brad is we couldn't, um, we weren't allowed to make, uh, we didn't have anything for him because he doesn't have like a DUI. He's pretty, you know, he's pretty fucking milk toast. So we just like made jokes about him fucking kids and he took it all, you know? like he's a good yeah, guy he
3: seems like that and str- he he seemed he seemed like a good guy and it was your your roast was exactly what it should have been and you know fuck that crowd
2: i mean here's the thing when he did that that lance storm no sorry not lance storm but the this crowd so white the good storm the capital with yeah. jericho's wife or whatever it was a great joke like when he delivered it i was like i don't even know if he knows why this is funny it's exactly the same, same thought i had but at the same time i'm like but that's you know when you do a roast and you know it's like you just trust people like that the the easiest people to work with when you're writing on a roast are the ones who like it's like anything if you go into somebody's world and you understand oh well they're the pros at this they're saying i should do this
1: and 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 i want to add and they're good public speakers already yes yeah you know like like they they don't have to know comedy but brad's brad knows how to talk
2: so it's also you know it's interesting too like one of the things that's fascinating to me like because a lot of wrestling internet did like it but then you know and but the negativity that i did see and they always do this is they just lump all the comics together no matter how different the comics are like and then a bunch of fucking comedians i'm like well
4: yeah Hey, at the very least, all you comics did look like you went on a tour together of the South,
1: right? (laughs) I mean, we did. Nashville's a great town, by the way. Shout out to Nashville. Um, So
2: Here's Jim Ross. Um, I like the concept of the roast. My only critique would be maybe they had too many roasters and it went a little heavy just for my taste. Heavy like Anna Jay's ass. (laughs) that's not too bad
1: that's not too bad but long
2: like my dick when an anna jay's wait
4: he's not done he he mentioned the comics
2: yeah that's all but that doesn't mean it was a bad show they should have done a little better job of introducing themselves like how we do with our talent like wheeler huta
0: (laughs) (laughs) just tell me who you
2: are because contrary to your inflated ego, nobody knows who you are, and most of you don't give a shit. <laughs> this <is his>
4: <laughs> That's what he said.
2: <laughs> yeah, let me let me say this again. Ego, any jokes Dan. from my end? They should have done a little better job introducing themselves. Just tell me who you are, because contrary to your inflated ego, nobody
1: knows who you are, and most of you don't give a shit. uh well here here's the thing is that does jim know that that's not the job of the people that go on stage it's the host
4: i would say it's the guy who hires him (laughs) i'd say (laughs) the guy who doesn't do a
1: good job
2: of introducing me to who wrestlers are every week shouldn't complain about other
3: people <laughs> i mean starcast did a great job it's not like they spelled dan's name wrong in the first graphic
1: or anything <laughs> yeah. well you know here's the
2: thing i knew more there about are a that lot
1: of people cold. there who worked their ass off and did a great job oh uh, dude I, th- I thought yeah, it
4: was that. like i mean i watched the pay-per-view i thought it was well done i really do think it was. i mean well no i yeah i mean i got annoyed at you
1: know my shittiest joke being in the real and then feeling a little bit like they fucking Stuck me in the in the gut, you know. But like afterwards, but hey, wait, man. they
4: leave the bomb. Like they leave the bomb in the reel.
1: Oh, they left. The only joke they have is the opening joke, the Sonia Deville one, which like, you know, this is so lame. When can co- be comed- the reason I did it is because it killed on that um Sto- Sto- Stokely uh, fucking Hathaway show, and so I was like, all right, well, this is a good opener. But what I didn't realize is the wrestlers that were at that show were like. <laughs> Drake Maverick and like Sam Roberts. So they like the darkest shit possible mm. and they're current guys, you know? Um, so I did that joke and I thought that, that was gonna be, cause I did like when I did the Pritchard roast, I opened with that warrior ward for type two diabetes joke and it crushed. So I was like, oh, I gotta go a little harder than that to keep my spot. So let me do that one I did at the uh, Stokely show but that got fucking nothing. And then, and then they left the Cody's neck one in which I thought was like one of my weaker jokes and it got okay it did okay um luckily they cut to stack guy greg laughing but uh yeah it was i mean it was clearly uh i mean clearly a lot of people fucking hated it yeah i would would definitely put that
2: sonia Deville joke in the baddie section (laughs) 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 you know what you know what else did well at that stokely hathaway show that, uh, that hasn't done well elsewhere stokely hathaway
1: oh come on he's he's malcolm Biffins is great the XT was great they just haven't figured him out just yet but yeah um not his yeah. fault not his fault <laughs> not, not his fault by,
3: by the way this is mike's fault because he has not watched dynamite does not realize we're getting an ethan page stokely hathaway pairing which oh, is going to yeah. change the business forever
1: <laughs> but anyway i mean sure Dan who, lambert who
2: you pronounce <laughs> business wrong i think you meant to say channel
1: <laughs> I mean, you know shout out to who who is like a, a treat to work with all weekend um uh, Julie's it, great i mean i think you know the comics the comics all came
2: off fine i mean look the fact that bubba came off the worst <laughs> And then Flair is par for the course, I think, with everything that's been said about it.
3: The Bubba thing felt a little bit like what Road Dog was doing on Twitter for a while with Tony Khan. Like, this was this guy begging for a job to get back in the in the industry because he is legitimately universally hated by WWE and AEW. Like, neither company will legitimately touch him or hire him. Uh, he's, he's the most hated guy on Busted Open, and, and Tommy Dreamer's on there. So, you know, like Bubba was doing whatever he could to get in good graces with, with Conrad and anybody in the industry that was watching, he thought this was his chance for a baby face turn. And it was, it went about as well as Road Dog trying to get a job in AEW.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, he tried to get himself over. I mean, I think he he thought wrestling roles were going to work with comedy, but you know they they don't
3: man it's just oh, the, very... but the highlight of the roast was the one guy chanting ecw <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and 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 if and if mark H- henry is uh, is the john coffee of busted opens green mile then bully ray
1: is definitely percy the guard <laughs> yeah and and despite conrad clearly hating my set, um you know he did he did you know he did let me go and uh you know <laughs> what do you think let- was-
0: like to a go Saudi, like you like a Saudi Arabia night? situation,
1: <laughs> get plane. I get held up at the Nashville airport. Dude, he's, <laughs> all these, he all stared, these, fucking...
2: Dan, Dan, he stared at you like you were a plate of vegetables.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> I just, just imagine, like, uh, I just imagine, I just imagine, like, the flight trying to take off. And then like Dave and Dave and Rick on you know the you know in the cartoons how you used to get by on the train tracks with the seesaw thing they're like yeah. they're like chasing it trying to get on um,
3: you know what it's like and this is crazy because I know this isn't remotely true
1: it's almost
3: <laughs> like Conrad's never listened to our show
0: <laughs> but that's
3: impossible because we are the crown jewel of the ad free shows network right. shout
1: out to the forbidden dorks that were there and a couple people stopped me and talked about how much they loved the show guys um,
2: Conrad started. It's Tarcast because he refuses to go to cal- Cauliflower all Alley.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you imagine how much cauliflower? <laughs> I feel like
1: if I did this at cal- Cauliflower Alley, it would have ended with like Ming eating my hand or something.
4: <laughs> you know?
1: Um, but hey man, it was it's an experience. Did
4: you make any like lifelong friendships down there? Well, I want to talk like, about I want to I want to give a
1: sh- I want to give a shout out to a man who uh, Wait, are you feeling sure the movie
4: associated with
0: you
1: maybe the sexiest man i've ever met like as <laughs> far as as far as sexiness and charisma and that's the cowboy james storm great to hang out with and then uh he he like i was like kind of stranded waiting for my uber and he he like he pulled up you know right next to me and it felt like that scene in a star is born when when bradley cooper goes to lady gaga i just wanted to see another look at you that's what i felt like i felt like lady gaga in that moment um <laughs> anyway um, uh, i think I Think that's what my wife has to think of so she has sex with me. She has to think of James Storm. Um, you know what? was really
2: uh, amazing. Is um, the hotel that I was staying at didn't have Wi Fi as the shiny hotel, like in the rooms, so I had to go downstairs to the lobby to watch your set <laughs> just
1: <laughs> on while waiting to go on a ghost tour.
2: And well, I was,
1: just, I was, I was actually the whole time I was. You know, the whole time I thought this internet, I'm like, all right, with this roast, I'm like, well, the, the, my, my comics who I respect are going to hate me and the internet's going to hate me, but it was actually the opposite. I got to like, congrats for Mike immediately. You know? Oh yeah, man. Dude, yeah. I, I,
2: I think I speak for everybody. And I mean, and if I don't, well, means, dude, we're all fucking proud of you, man. You represented the podcast. Great. You fucking pulled no punches in your jokes. Even the ones I didn't write were funny.
1: <laughs> mike did write some of the charlotte mexican joke which was uh that and the um fucking uh brian Knobs cancer joke are the two ones i've been getting the most uh positive remarks about so thank you mike lawrence uh, i didn't write any of them uh and
4: i think conrad would have loved me
1: so I, no. I think he would have loved it. I think it would have been very confusing. Um, I think <laughs> yeah. it would have been a lot of silence and then you would have done one of your dad jokes and all the wrestlers would have thought <laughs> it would have been cool to laugh. And then it would come back to silence again because you would have made a Jimmy Snooker joke. <laughs> but hey, man, I did it. We did it. Uh, Hopefully we
2: see. And then then Scott would have just pretended to be Dominic around Vicky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They have, Jesus, they have the same hair. Holy
4: shit. (laughs) Like literally have the same hair.
1: Same
3: hair, Um, same charisma. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Vote for Eddie Eddie, boys.
1: (laughs) But anyway, it was, it was obviously, you know, it wasn't the most fun. Some of that I can blame on myself. I should never have tried to drink again on Thursday and then drink again Friday night and Saturday night. That was not smart. Um, Could so I, just,
0: I, 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 going, I I'm
1: going to meetings every day just to let you guys know uh, but you know either way, it's no excuse, so I think they'll you, the know, whole so you thing- still
4: have to run into those wrestlers
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, it was also it was cool hanging out with uh Josh Alexander and Scott D'Amore too shout out to those guys um, but it was, yeah, man, it was like uh, you know, it was kind of a it just felt like I was on like a fucking three day like turbulent flight where we were all thought we were going to crash and die you know? that's I just imagine you walking around with
2: josh alexander's headgear the rest of the
0: yourself, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> dude that guy's got a shitload of charisma dude it's unbelievable hanging out with him um, man and i love how they don't display any of it on television <laughs> but um what here's what was fascinating to me you texted me a few days before you were doing the roast or you were like, hey man, if like Ric Flair offers me a drink, I should take it, right? I'm like, no. I was like, I was like, do
4: not relapse for this roast. And then you ended up doing it before the roast. Yeah, you should have at least done it with Flair. Like, like well, I didn't smoke weed when I when I met Snoop Dogg, and he wanted to smoke weed, and I regret it. I should have smoked weed with Snoop Dogg. Well, you know?
1: Scott, let me tell you something. I don't. Um,
4: <laughs> uh,
1: I don't think I'm going to regret that. But I d- I did
4: meet some. You guy should named like Bre- ignore phone calls from your loved ones together. I feel like the. I feel like. The, <laughs> I feel like Just I've, stand there and let your phones vibrate in your pockets while you shake hands,
1: or or us waiting for someone to call. Um, but like. I do think the guy I first drank with at the bar was named Rick, but um you know, he worked at An Sales.
2: So
0: uh, <laughs> Do he, we do yeah. we
1: think Ric Flair should have
2: had his last match if he had to wrestle with a shirt on?
1: <laughs> I'm fine with it, man. I mean, this is how he wants to go, you know. He I feel like he's bummed out he didn't die in the ring, <laughs> you know, like
3: well, he did a fake heart attack spot.
4: Um, yeah, man. I, I, you know, again, you go.
1: I didn't see the show. I actually watched, I watched all of Sunday. I was so done with wrestling. I just watched all of winning time, which was, which was really fun. If you haven't seen it on HBO, how was the actual event? Uh, Scott, you saw it. I don't know if anyone else did.
4: Yeah. So every match, you know, before the flair match was, was good and, and well booked short, you know, every match was wasn't long, which is fine. They didn't need to be.
3: Yeah. One of the nice things about the show was, at least for the undercard, they spotlighted a lot of talent that could use the spotlight. I think selfishly, I was very happy to see Jacob Fatu get the, get the, uh, the shine that he did since I, I enjoyed working with him at MLW and selfishly enjoyed he's someone great, tweeting, man, he's I, great. I love that someone tweeted about like, this guy is great. Why is he not on TV? And then court had to like tail between his eyes. Be like, he is on TV, He's on MLW. And then, <laughs> crickets, and then just tumbleweed slowly rolling.
0: um <laughs>
2: I mean, I there's, love, I love that you're... they they uh, they opened uh, before Ric Flair's match, having a bunch of people who, if it was their last
1: match, you wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Maybe they throw in like uh, Batista to Triple H. You know, it would be, be super sweet. It is
3: sort of weird though that like Arn was on the show, but nowhere for the main event. Like the weird Dean Martin Jerry Lewis situation between those guys is so uncomfortable.
2: You mean the CM Pong Colt Cabana situation? Well, I don't think
3: this one got quite to litigation, but in the sense that they're both drunks and neither one of them are as good a part.
2: I'd say taking their guns out would be litigated. <laughs> or at least, remember, pair of scissors. guys, remember when Arn Anderson talked about taking his Glock out a, a year ago? Remember uh, when Arn
3: Anderson was on TV a
2: year ago? <laughs> yeah. Talk about and then his and then his son came out in flip-flops and he wrestled (laughs) on the show this right? He wrestled
0: again. He did, yeah, him and Pillman Jr.
4: Pillman Jr. was the best he's been, you know. He he looked really good. Because Dan drank all his (laughs) booze. Is Pillman Jr. a big drinker?
3: i'm not going to comment any further on that but uh you know he he was good he looked good there and that's he was able to walk oh, a straight line and that's all I that mean, mattered
0: probably, but I, the fun of this
3: show is you know because it was basically like everybody who's not signed to wwe was fair game and they got a lot of really good talents you had uh you know the uh the uh whatchamacallit uh motor city machine guns were on there uh the wolf against the wolves which is a fun match that dude Dave, let match me tell you fun. something
1: davy richards is fucking awesome i saw him in the new japan show that weekend he is like the, first off the new japan show is better than like they, they just i even those even a small even like a fred Rossi or big dambo match that like new japan diehards wouldn't care about it is so much more hard hitting than any other wrestling i think even including aew because it's crisp there's not as many botches you know Mm. Um, but that was my scott section i guess
3: that <laughs> was dan's new japan corner during the flare last match yeah. uh and but you know i think i said they, they idiot proof it. you give guys like a ray phoenix match and you're not going to care what happens in the main event no matter how potentially embarrassing it was and i think the happiest people there were taker brett and foley to be done and have enough money that they don't need to do this shit
2: the new I, I just read the the new Japan uh show was so boring that uh Dan was able to sober up <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh false
1: sir false. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but
2: hey oh, killer
4: cross man and uh Davey boy uh is that a good man Harry Smith
2: Dan, Dan uh, how many how many glasses of uh, sake did you have during the new Japan show? I
1: know. There was no sake at this event, brother. Uh, there was no
2: sake. It was Dan walking
4: you... around going, sake? Sake? Sa- sake. The only thing that, that was sake. sake was my
2: set. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think uh, my set was sake? <laughs> 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 hey, these
1: guys keep saying my set was sake. No damn
0: hey, hey, I just, didn't
1: even see the show. I just
2: want you to know that I think your tits are great. It was a joke about
1: AJ. <laughs> yeah, come on. It was a joke about AJ thinking that Moses wrote a tyrannosaur. Give me a break. That um, was funny when you did that
2: joke. They cut to like the one section of the crowd that. I'm pretty sure it
1: was also flat earthers. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. I don't man.
0: get it. <laughs>
1: um, well, it was, it was a crazy experience. Look, Rick, say we want about Rick his greatest wrestler of all time. Um,
3: Assuming you, know, you didn't watch his last match.
1: Uh, I did not watch or
3: his, his or his TNA
2: run. And yeah, assuming um, someone told you, Hey, please don't say anything you want about, rape. you
1: know, Conrad may I hated the app, but he has the best wrestling podcast out there. Like all these things are still true. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, it was, it was a crazy, it was a crazy night, a crazy weekend. And I, you know, I was part of the craziness. So what can I say? Uh, and at oh, the and end, Jack- we all realized that Dave Crockett was a ghost the whole time. Oh, and this is the funniest thing to say after this, but uh shout out to my minikin who uh made me a bobblehead in a flare robe for the roast. So I have the bobblehead at home. Dude, I saw that all the
2: all the all the
1: performers got bobbleheads. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool. That's I think- awesome.
2: How
3: much did the comrade
1: charge you for that? <laughs> it was a parting gift. she Shul- looked like Moby. It was great.
4: Um you think but it was were- a rib that they made it look like Hunter Biden? <laughs> <laughs> um dan, dan
1: uh, actually
2: uh used this to try to buy a mortgage
1: this this was yeah i didn't even get paid a thousand he just made me you know put a lower down payment um <laughs> on the there, <laughs> there was there was actually there was a bigger show this weekend than the UFC. well not probably not bigger than ufc fight but bigger than the rick flair rose, bigger than rick flair's last match and that my friends is summer slam 2022 robert i'm gonna take you're gonna take it from here but mike you haven't seen this you're welcome to stay on but if you want to get the fuck out i also understand
2: i i am gonna go because um i i see i already saw you plow through the stage i didn't need to see Brock lesnar do it with a tractor
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna head out but dude yeah i Anything- i, I, I we, do we're proud of you man and we're glad uh well you're you. okay you
1: wrote the killerest jokes of the roast mike and mike what do you have to plug um
2: my friend back in um <laughs> 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 oh man I, I i love you dude and, and at least at least it was the rick flair roast i swear if if you got wasted at the jerry sags roast i'd be so
1: pissed right now <laughs> yeah well i would have to go to the fucking welfare office so Um, I said the Jerry (laughs) Sags rust. All right, right, folks. Um, Thank you, Mike. But yes, there was a bigger show this weekend, and that was SummerSlam 2022. Mike, Robert, (laughs) take it away.
3: SummerSlam 2022 uh, is one of those shows that I'm hoping we look back on in five, 10 years' time and say, this was really the beginning of. a new exciting era in WWE and not just a mirage in the desert before shit goes back to normal. Uh, I, I think the, the overall takeaway from this show, there were, there were really good things. There were okay things on there. There was nothing that was objectively bad and the overall feel of the show, even though this was a card that was put together by Vince McMahon was, this was very much a triple H product everybody felt more relaxed. Uh, no one more so than, than Michael Cole, who was allowed to be a real boy for the first time in 30 years. And, and people realized he's not as much of a, a robot as he's always co- sort of been portrayed, but at least it feels like WWE is, is trying. And they're they're really trying to put forth a show that the audience will like, as opposed to, we need to appease the emperor
1: yeah i'd agree with that i mean cole was like a different guy um and there were still these you know i mean we hear those reports there was a report this past week of you know vince's name has been removed from everything backstage and michael cole even said like you know like uh they're like i liked it somebody said like i liked it better when you didn't have an opinion and he said a lot's changed which so i was like wow that's, that's yeah they're crazy. they're
3: the, the the folks i've spoken to uh, backstage said, Yeah, there's definitely a, a, a different looser vibe, and you can just sort of feel it. The the show you felt it first with SmackDown from last week. I don't know if either of you guys saw the Drew Sheamus match, but they didn't over-rehearse that match. It wasn't just all laid-out spots they went out there and just beat the shit out of each other. And it was a really fun match. And that was a nice little tease of what we're going to get going forward, which is let good wrestlers do what they're supposed to do. And then don't make them all talk like they're restricted at a Conrad roast. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. So we'll go through, we'll go through the show. Uh, Becky Lynch took on Bianca Belair for the uh, raw women's title. Uh, after the match, uh, Bianca retained. Becky shook her hand and hugged her. And it's a nice feel good moment. Then you get your first holy shit of the night in that Bailey returns. And not only does Bailey return, she then brings out Dakota Kai and then brings out EO Shirai, who's now known as EO Sky. And they've sort of formed this. Uh,
1: why did they change it to EO Sky just because they Cause thought it She,
3: a, she owns the, the rights to Eoskai, and if you're going to oh, so put her on the main changing.
1: show. So we're, we, this is my question. We have no hope of, of seeing Gun, Gun, Gunther turn back to Walter.
3: You're the only one on the planet holding this, like, candle for Walter. Like, a Nazi by any other name is still a cool-looking Nazi on television. But I, I thought, you know, we'll, we'll go to this, but I thought as far as matches go... The match was really hard hitting, even though Becky separated her shoulder during this match and still gritted it out. It felt like a, a fresh match, even though we've seen them wrestle and afterwards it felt like a big time moment of we're here for the women's division. We're bringing back the right people and don't worry guys. We're, we're in good hands. Dan, what'd you think of this match?
1: I I think you couldn't have said it any better. Um, you know, the fact that she did this with a blown out shoulder is amazing because there were times in the beginning of the match I was like, this is rivaling Armenia match, which I thought was was an awesome match. Um, Yeah, this was Hunter basically saying, uh, don't worry, I just hired two of the best women wrestlers in the world. We are, uh th- this division <laughs> is a priority.
4: <laughs> he and rehired them, right? Rehired, yes. Yeah. He
1: rehired, He it, it was basically him saying, you know, like, we're not, we're not going to let the women's division slide, which is great because I think, you know, this, even this past week on Dynamite is the best women's match I've seen at the company have in, in a while.
4: Yeah. And I felt like it had to be, you know, which is good yeah. again, which is good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Scott, what'd you think of this match?
4: Yeah. I like this match a lot. Obviously I liked the, the segment after it uh, a lot more. I thought the segment after it was the same thing as that, that Ricky Starks Hobbs moment a week before where it's just show that to anybody it's just really great pro wrestling. Uh, n- not an issue with it at all. Yeah, I, lo- I love this match and yeah, uh, it was this just... moment. This was, this to me was like the moment of SummerSlam. This, people rode this way for fucking two hours. I mean, oh, yeah. This, yeah. this was, this was the change. It has happened. It's here. And then, you know, Logan Paul really impressed everybody. Um, but yeah, this was the thing that felt like the shift.
3: Well, you said, I mean, the next match was Logan Paul versus The Miz. Uh, in the middle of the match, uh, AJ Styles came out to chase off Ciampa. Logan Paul, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. The WWE made Logan Paul a legitimate, unironic, massive baby face. Uh, oh, I don't he, know about
1: that, man. Maybe the, that match. Listen, during that
3: match, if you listen to the way the crowd responded to him, the frog splash to the announce table on the outside, like the audience was behind Logan Paul and they got there over the course of the match. They... Rightfully so, were very hesitant, but he worked really hard to win them over. I mean, he kind of was a douchebag after the match, talking into the camera, but over the course of that match, the guy wrestled like he'd been doing this for a very long time, and he he got a great match out of the Miz, and Miz showed why he's valuable in that he knows what role he needs to play, and this to me was a. a, a as good as you could have possibly imagined a logan paul mismatch scott you you thought logan paul did a great job here right
4: yeah i think i think that's why you might be right about him being over you know depending on where they go because if he comes back and they remember the performance they're gonna like him (laughs) like he was he was that good at pro wrestling he he was like hey he could be a you know because it's he has a career that you know he makes his money how he makes his money but this is like one place where he could be taken seriously like he made it like he's doing so fucking hilarious you know uh i mean he's doing way better than a wwe superstar you know right he's got more money than all of them but this is something that i went like oh damn this is a skill you're picking up and uh he seems interested in doing it and he seems surprised that he's good at it and I think that's exciting for people to see. So I, I, I do think you might be right. I think people might be cheering He's, this fucking guy, but he, hey, whatever. He,
1: he is an athlete, you know, even if, you oh, think, yeah. even if you think the Floyd fight was, was fixed, which, you know, I, I don't know boxing enough to say either way, but, um, you know, he, it's a big guy. He's got huge muscles, you know, he, he knows how to work. I mean, he's exactly what they're looking like. He's a guy who probably would have made it to the main roster if he had just started from developmental, you know? Um,
3: Yeah. As I said on Twitter, he's a more famous Will Ospreay. Well, he's
1: not fucking that good.
3: I'm not saying he's that good. I'm (laughs) just saying he's got the look. He's got the, he's, he's got charisma to him when he's in the ring. He's willing to do some crazy shit. I just, I, I just think in terms of what you get out of a celebrity, he, absolutely outkicks his coverage on it. And then his little blip on Raw where he just filmed something in his backyard and was like, look, I'm, I'm completely addicted to this sport. I love it. And I'm going to be back. If that's the vibe he keeps of just, this is the most fun thing in the world. And this is what I want to keep doing. It's only going to help WWE going
1: forward. And and look, shout out. I mean, look, this wasn't as big of a deal, but looks like they're pushing, pushing Tommaso. I mean, we all thought Tommaso was just going to disappear in a couple months, but He, uh, you know, he's number one contender for United States champion next night on Raw. He was he was highlighted in this match. Looks like he's going to have a run, which is cool.
3: It's what I said all along. They Vince gave him that ridiculous bit with the Miz and he did everything he possibly could to make it work. And that's how you win favor with people in the back when they give you shitty creative and you over deliver and you're also really, really good in the ring, Uh, which brings me to the next segment, which. Might not mean as much for you, but for me was an absolute highlight. Some of the other writers I spoke to, this was their highlight. And then Brian Gerwitz actually tweeted about it too. There was a pure water ad with maximum male models that was so much more entertaining than it had any right to be as a product placement ad. And if you can get that kind of creative flexibility to make one of those fun and let the guys shine, you know the product is going in the right way.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, I agree with that for sure. Uh,
3: next was uh theory taking on Lashley for the United States title and, and no real surprise uh, Lashley retained uh, Lashley got a lot of offense in this match theory sold really well for him and it made Lashley look uh, like an absolute monster. And it made it seem like we're going to see theory later on in the show. Dan, do you have any thoughts on this match?
1: I, you know, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as the money in the bank match they had. Um, and I think that the match suffered from no fault of its own. It's that the story of this match is, is, you know, isn't told until like, cause if, if theory had won the title, you know that he's not going to win the championship. So he lost, um, which I guess gave it more intrigue for the end, but yeah, it just, it felt, you know, it felt very much like the street profits who match, you know, in the sense it wasn't as good as, as the money in the bank match. Scott.
4: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't care about the smash man. It felt like raw, you know. Yeah. I don't even think that's their fault. It's just yeah, raw they look themselves and they're constantly out there wrestling, and you know, and yeah, it felt like raw.
3: Speaking of raw, we got the Judgment Day against the Mysterios in a tag match that ended with the return of Edge, who attacked Judgment Day uh, to to help the uh, the Mysterios get the win. Uh, Scott, was this your favorite match on the show, and why?
4: my goodness dude these these guys are good all of them <laughs> and uh i was being sarcastic until i realized that some of them are really good a majority yes. of them besides you know one right yeah this all is bad dude i i
1: skip this because i i just judgment day's got up look i think Rhea's done a good job as far as like injecting light button i think finn's a better leader than edge but no, you know, but it's, it's
0: not,
4: though. It's also empty. It doesn't em- feel like yeah, a group. It doesn't feel like they even fucking hang out. And they should feel like they at least hang out. I mean, and they I know, probably I mean, hang out. You know, so well, it's that's it's like, the why thing the, is,
1: the fuck do you stay? Rhea and Damien and Riddle are always on Instagram together. Yeah, those man, are the, they, They're like the three
4: amigos. I, I'm telling you, none of them, like, as a group, I don't want to sit at a diner with them and talk. They have no, It seems like they have nothing to say. And, uh, and, and it feels like that, even in matches, you go, why are you even together? What's your purpose? What is, it's like, yeah, it, it's a big turd for me, all of this.
3: I guess, I, I guess I like this match uh, better than you guys. And just that at <laughs> no, one I point, guess you know, I don't it the just, match it was... it's hard
4: to pay attention. It's hard to, it's really hard to pay attention when, when I think the, uh, what is the group is just so stupid.
3: No, the group is pretty stupid and the storyline is kind of convoluted and, and makes no sense. But like even Finn Balor, he, he tweeted about it. He's like, you know, I was off WrestleMania, and here I am at SummerSlam working with Rey Mysterio and Edge is involved. Like that—that's at least fun for him. And there were moments in the match that were entertaining. Uh, I—I'm—I'm I'm giving it more of a pass than anything else. Uh, next up was was Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Well, we
1: have a. Is it was a Drew promo here, or was it? No, have- after.
3: Oh, okay. So, yeah, so Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Uh, Pat McAfee had a a choir, uh, which was a great use of a choir for an entrance to sing Bum Ass Corbin. Uh, It's clear that they were just out there to have fun. Pat McAfee, I'm pretty sure, almost killed himself on a dive to the outside It wasn't the best match by any stretch of the imagination, but it was one of the best happy Corbin matches that I've seen and that the crowd actually seemed to care what was going on a little bit. And it's just fun to watch Pat uh, wrestle, Scott.
4: Yes, I agree. It's very fun to watch Pat wrestle. Uh, He botched a little bit during this, but it was fine. It it was what it was. Again, uh, Baron Corbin is a guy. I do not know if it is just my... My lack of attention to the product during his rise, or something, but it, it it always feels like wasted TV time to me. Dan, am I wrong for saying that? Like, I know he's had moments. You no, know, I, I
1: mean he had bum ass Corbin. That when he was bum, sad, the bum Corbin
4: shit was fun, right? Was but really it, fun. Um, at the end of the day, no, it just feels I, like I a thought, guy who's not famous a, on the, TV. The journey
1: from sad Corbin to happy Corbin was pretty fun. About like you know, like get winning all that money in Vegas or whatever it's yes. SummerSlam, that was super fun. But then, yeah, it just got kind of stale after a bit. uh But the Wagyu beef thing was kind of fun. So I, I would say that he's had his best, like, year, year and a half ever, for sure. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's just not that great in the ring. I I, I I I thought, you know, after this match, I'm like, are they building Pat for Roman? Because, like, <laughs> like, no, I'm serious, because who else is Roman supposed to go through at this point? You know, he's got Cody in the wings. And, you know, he's got Roman in the wings, but, like, they're going to need people until then. And it's like, Pat McAfee has now won his WrestleMania match, his SummerSlam match. It's not even controversial to say he's a great worker anymore. You know, you, you get a Michael Cole that's unleashed and never, you know, we've never seen this type of Michael Cole. I think it's the first time he's had a cool friend. Um, there was a time I really thought, Pat, when he does the senton, man it's scarier than Lesnar. Like, I'm like, this guy's going to fucking break in half, but uh, crazy Canadian destroyer. And, you know, even though I love the choir up top, and even though I don't think it was a traditionally great wrestling match, I I was entertained throughout this whole thing, you know, kind of almost like the jackass match, just better work and not as funny. It was a
3: real interesting reminder of just how big Corbin is you kind of forget because he's always working with tall guys, but like he made Pat McAfee look small and Pat McAfee is not a very small guy. Uh, The problem is, is that Corbin just doesn't have any sort of physique. That's impressive at all. He's just a, a a tall guy who's not a particularly great wrestler. And it's nice that Pat wanted to do this for his friend and give him a chance. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if Corbin's kind of back down the, the, the card going forward and I'm fine with that. Uh, after this, Drew McIntyre came out and reminded people that he does have a personality, and he's able to speak without uh, telling you know Scottish history. Uh, Dan, did you enjoy this segment?
1: Yeah, I, I thought he was great in it. It just felt like the most natural babyface fan interaction that I, I've seen, you know, um, in a while, uh, especially from Drew. I, I, they got it. I mean, look, he's 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 headlined at WrestleMania. He's great in the ring. Now we proved that he could cut a promo. You know, he, I think he's going to be pretty invaluable uh, for them going forward, especially now, you know, dude, give that guy a live mic for the next four weeks uh, while we lead up to Clash of the Castle, especially when Roman's not there. Let him be himself. self. Let him let him open the show. Like, see, see if you can do it over again. See if you can, you know, kind
4: of reset Drew.
3: I think they did a nice job with Drew on Raw as well. Just have him go out there and kind of cut that. Scott, what'd you think of Drew?
4: Yeah, I mean, they have to reset him, right? This is the next big show. Uh, It's going to be him and Roman.
3: It's the the next big show. And I think, again, this was another segment that was... And it's not uh, just a
4: big show. It's, I mean, it's one of their biggest, right? It's the first time back in Europe in forever. Um, Yeah,
3: I mean, I think it's they know it's an audience. that You can give them pretty much anything, and that crowd's going to go nuts for it. But... This was also another Triple H winking at the audience to be like, look, we we know that Drew is a good promo. We're going to let him go out there and be Drew and not talk about, you know, the magic of his sword and, uh, you know, whatever uh, weird Scottish history of the week Vince wanted to bring up. Yeah, so, He gets
4: to live in this century,
3: which is which is a lot of fun. Uh, and of course, they pick a kid national. His name is Colt. Like <laughs> there was no way they weren't going to find that. Uh, next up was admittedly the most disappointing match on the show, but still not a bad match. It was the street profits against the Usos. Uh, the street profits got the, uh, the Tennessee Titan cheerleaders for their entrance. Uh, for some reason, Jeff Jarrett was the special guest referee in this match. Uh, and shout made- out
1: DJ Rod. He had the DJ Rod design
4: the gear. Oh, he did. DJ Rod designed <laughs> their gear. Great job. Street profits.
3: DJ Rod getting a a shout out here. It's going to really make his day. Uh, Jarrett there for no reason whatsoever. Like you built up a special guest referee and then the special guest referee was pretty inconsequential. Um, But
4: Robert, they also built it up with, what was the explanation for him being the referee? I mean, it's not even a really good enough explanation.
3: So the explanation was the last pay-per-view that uh, when Montez got pinned, his shoulder was up. And that you couldn't, you can't trust the regular referees, so you need a special guest ref. And it felt like Bruce wanted to get his friend a payday
0: more yeah, than anything dude. else.
3: And they were just sort of stuck with it. So Jarrett went out there, was fine as a referee, because Jarrett did start his career as a referee. Yeah, I was about and, to say, you
1: just seemed like a really good referee. <laughs> and that was pretty
3: much what it was. It was just a more in-shape referee than you normally get. But it didn't really matter. And then the finish, with the Usos winning clean was was kind of surprising because you're still teasing. Are you going to split up street profits or not split up street profits? I don't think
1: they're, I don't think they're teasing anymore, man. If you're not going to have them go over at Summerslam, what do you doing? At- well, no, no. On Raw,
3: on Raw, they still did the tease.
4: Yeah, but well, did they? I thought, I yeah, thought they, they were like, we're not going to. Well, oh, well they, then, no,
3: that's the thing. They, they tease it like everybody think like Rollins, like you guys are going to split up. And then they're like, well, no, we're not. And you don't really know what's going to wind up happening with them. And I think th- it's kind of like they know that we know that they know, and they're just going to kind of keep winking at it. But a- as far as finishes go, you've now, you're moving the Usos onto somebody else, I guess.
0: Yeah. I,
1: you know, I, th- I think like, yeah, my whole note was just match. They're, they're the victim of their own success. You know, like they had, I mean, it should have been a Meltzer gave it like 4.75 stars, but it should have been a five-star match. The last match they had. Agreed. Uh, just because you know it was WWE so you couldn't give it a full five stars but like it was it it was pretty it was it was as excellent as a match with a screwy finish is gonna get um and I, I just think it's it's hard to follow something it's like look man like uh, the Undertaker Undertaker versus Michaels too is a really good match but I don't remember it because of how fucking
4: great Wrestlemania 25 was but again what you do and hopefully going forward because this is a Vince book show if If it happened and it was great, wait. Especially if it's happened 10 other times before that, you know? Yeah, We did not need to see this match. That's another reason it kind of, it didn't affect us. We didn't need to see it at all. Uh,
3: After this match, um, they they cut to Kid Rock in the crowd with, uh, as, like, I'm I'm not going to- Dan's
4: ex-girlfriend. I'm not going to (laughs) disparage Kid Rock or anything, but
1: Kid Rock
3: was with Pamela Anderson, and then was with, like... that's it, Dude,
4: that's
1: his, that's his drummer, I think. No, well, that's a comedian. Isn't she like a... She's oh, like she a, is a comedian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. She's, I've met her. She's really sweet. Yeah, I well, think she's oh, friends yeah. with Kreischer and shit.
3: And he okay. they started to make it out with her, and it was super uncomfortable. Then they... Uh, what Robert, I did like, love
1: is love, man. Love I don't
3: know. Not when it comes to Kid Rock. Yeah, that man does not deserve love um after hearing that song 40 times for the last week fuck Kid Rock uh then I what I like is and they've been doing this a couple of times now recently with the production Riddle storms into the ring and they made it seem like it was an impromptu like this isn't supposed to happen kind of thing like the camera wasn't set up and he just grabs the mic and run in there at one point I felt like a fan or Kid Rock went into the ring and I, I like that. I, I like that vibe a little bit of there is a little bit of an unpredictability as opposed to being overly polished. Uh, he, he calls out Rollins. Rollins comes out and and stomps him. I thought it was a decent little piece of business.
1: Yeah, this was the, um, you know, I think one of the first steps into making Riddle, you know, that serious side of Kurt Angle, you know, like what's, you know, this guy is a great baby face. He does. He does work stiff in the ring he's a fucking killer in real life we know we now know he could do the sports entertainer thing that's how that's how Vince saw him and now now maybe he can do the top guy thing I, I certainly think I mean you know Scott this is an interesting question if you're WWE right and you're looking at your top baby faces as like new baby faces anyway as like Cody and Riddle uh, cause Montez isn't really close yet. Well, who, who would you know? I
4: think Montez, you could flip in two weeks, you know, after, and- after
1: Monday yeah. you could flip Montez in two weeks.
4: Yeah, man. People want Montez to, you, th-
1: you think he's the? you think he would, if you had to build your company, it would be a- around him compared to the other two.
4: I mean, no, not necessarily. I think Riddle is a star. I think Riddle could be just as big as anybody is currently, you know, Uh I,
0: guess.
4: I mean, he is right. So yeah, if you give him an edge, which he should have had, you know, not edge, if you give him, you know, a reason to want to kick people's asses, uh, then yeah, he's like top, he can be top two guys in the company for sure. He can be a guy who could beat Roman uh, if, you know, he, yeah, they take him seriously. I think we have to remember with this segment, though, is that it was supposed to be a match. Then they said Riddle got hurt, which he didn't get hurt. So then you have, it's, it's. It, are they holding it off where they expect they're holding it, it off for
3: Clash the, the Castle? the Castle.
4: Okay. And then and now, but remember this, and uh, this is just an internet thing, but Seth Rollins was like, I'm not going to have a match at SummerSlam, blah, blah, blah on Twitter. And then Triple H wrote like, I hear you. And everyone was like, oh, my goodness, Seth Rollins is going to get a match at SummerSlam. So to me, this like underdelivered because. Yeah, none of I that agree. happened because no, totally. the internet
3: was convinced that it was going to be like johnny gargano and that way you were eating oh no, but,
4: this but like h, why did triple h say i hear you then about seth rollins not having a match and then he doesn't have a match
1: i think that they thought in WWE logic that giving him that segment is is just the same as giving him a match or maybe a little less than no, um no but i, 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 no, I agree i mean idea. i think that i think that they should not have should not have done that. I mean, the, 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 just a quick rule in life, and maybe this is an advertisement for the Seth Rollins rose. Just don't respond to Seth on Twitter. It's like <laughs> never going to be fun, you know. Yeah, that's it's, that's fair. It's uh, always going to be like an argument with Will Osprey over like how much money they have. It's never like both guys are going to look shittier from it.
3: Speaking of never fun, Ronda Rousey was up next against Liv Morgan for the SmackDown Women's Title, and this match was—I know it was changed. Because uh, originally this was going to be Rhonda basically destroying Liv. And in the end, they they did a questionable finish where Liv was was locked in a, uh, I believe it was an arm bar, and, and rolled up Rhonda. And and the referee counted the three, not seeing that Liv was tapping. And then after the match, Rhonda snapped and attacked the referee and attacked Liv and has now been suspended Brock Lesnar style to keep her off TV for four weeks.
1: work on uh, her chicken, her chickens, just chickens.
3: She has chicken just has a baby, Dan. There's, there's priorities. She in life. brings the
1: baby to visit the chickens. I'm all, I'm all over the MMA Instagram
0: <laughs> world. You,
3: you know what's going on. I, this match was, I'm glad they're still going with Liv. I'm glad they found a way. They needed to book a way out of this because you couldn't just give the title back to Rhonda. Uh, they may have something with Liv in terms of at least the audience uh, or at least the hot topic people that that Scott hates that love Alexa, the bliss are also going to love Liv Morgan. So anything that's going to make Scott miserable, I'm in favor of, but this <laughs> match was just kind of there, Scott.
4: Yeah, man. This match was barely there. It was very short and that felt good. So I didn't care too much, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I, I was good. Scott it was a good match. Glad it was short. And I thought Corey Graves and Michael Cole were very good in this.
3: The mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, Glenn Jacobs, a man of honor and integrity, continued <laughs> that honor and integrity. He was over,
1: brother. He was
3: over. He continued that honor and integrity by giving a completely authentic number of how many people were in that crowd. And how well, that's excluding he wants to be the, Trump's
1: next press secretary. That's yes, all right.
3: that was excluding the number of uh, of women that were there with forced pregnancies so they did not count those fetuses that were there but otherwise <laughs> so great to see Kane I
1: thought that that's the new Tennessee license plane count every fetus I'm very
0: I'm oh <laughs> so Daniel uh
3: and then in the main event Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar oh boy uh they had a last man standing match And when Brock first came out and was driving a tractor, I got worried that this was going to be not good. And this wound up being the most fun spectacle that I've seen probably all year. This was the goofy, over-the-top, Attitude Era nonsense that makes wrestling fun. Uh, the, the, The true highlight for this whole thing for me was Michael Cole's spastic calling of I'm sorry, not to really use that word anymore. I probably, I know uh, it's like Beyonce you said can't say it anymore, so I'm not gonna say it anymore. Michael yeah, Cole's so frantic. Your, your
1: your level of Beyonce fans are gonna be really pissed, bro. Yes,
3: Michael Cole's Oh, that's well, a big crossover. Michael Cole's frantic screaming at the referee to count faster because he was convinced that Roman was gonna kill Brock to win the match. Like this was just this was just pure fun. Like, I absolutely love this. This was not a wrestling match, this was a spectacle, and it was highly memorable, Dan.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the tractor, the first tractor spot was kind of dumb when he like rolled him out inside the ring and it like, it just kind of looked like you were like passing out, you know, Um, Roman catch. The biggest news of the weekend was Roman uh, catching the mic in his hand when he threw it. Oh, that was awesome. It it, it did look cool. Uh, My biggest takeaway from this. Yes, it was fun. Uh, The spot where they lifted the ring up was super fun. Uh, I think it's good. They didn't have, theory win it just because now they have more stories to tell my, my big takeaway was uh they actually mentioned a cameraman's name and like if that had happened during a Vince show I think I think Cole would have finally been fired and honestly I feel bad for Cole because if he had wanted to be fired this long he just should have said the cameraman's name like a year ago
3: that's not very nice Scott what'd you think of this match
4: yeah it was a blast a lot of fun moments. Heyman was flawless in it. Yeah, we, cla- we saw
3: Heyman take a bump two SummerSlam's now this week because we covered SummerSlam 2002 for the Patreon. If you haven't come back and listened to that, it's our first time covering SummerSlam 2002. <laughs> uh, well worth going back and listening to.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we didn't do the bash of the beach two times in a row. Sorry about that, guys, man.
4: And obviously, the, the yeah, the, the lifting of the ring was was awesome. And we'll be on highlight reels going forward. And it should be. It ruled hard. Until yeah, Brock we...
3: walks out again.
4: <laughs> well, Brock, it's, I guess they gave him a standing ovation uh, backstage after. And I guess he's going to be like taking a break for a while.
3: Well, yeah, I'm sure he cares about the standing ovation and not the money. Yeah. Uh Good. so for those of you who, who are not Patreon uh, subscribers and you haven't heard us review a pay-per-view before, when we review the show, we give not Dave Melcher stars. Anybody can do Dave Melcher Stars. Uh, we instead embrace Dave's brother, Scotty Melcher, who is a professional uh comedian slash juggler for corporate events, and we give the Scotty Melcher Th- that's flaming a shoot, b- brother. That's that a, is shoot. a shoot. Scotty Melcher has, has has cameoed on this show before. Uh and we do Scotty. Meltzer flaming bowling pins so uh scott i'll start with you what was your scotty Meltzer flaming bowling pins for SummerSlam 2022
4: who i'll go with a four a four out of five yeah that
1: yeah, works dan uh first off i actually love that they mentioned the cameraman's name so i hope they do more of that of i'm gonna course. give it a little a little higher than scott I'll, I'll give it 4.25 uh
3: i'm gonna go the highest on this and be a total homer i'm going 4.5 on this i'm i'm really uh I'm really bullish on what they're doing going forward. This show just felt fun and having watched a lot of WWE programming of late, this was one of the first times where I'm watching one of their pay-per-views and it didn't feel as long as they normally do. And it was, it was great. And I think that momentum carried over to, to raw on Monday. And, and, Genuinely excited to see what they do going forward. And uh, speaking of continuing the excitement of uh, and love of pro wrestling, Dan, what do we have next?
1: Dynamite or Dud.
3: Well, fuck.
1: Uh, first <laughs> off, this is a pretty good show. I <laughs> mean, if show. you just like wrestling, I mean, there's stuff to not like about it, but Matt Hardy versus Christian, but uh, you know, which I skipped. But hour one, Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy, a Wardlow segment uh, and promo where he's trying to get Wardlow's world over. Dude just fucking the last thing he said i'm gonna i'm gonna get it what did he say i'm gonna get that ass or that was pretty I'm good i'm gonna whoop that ass i'm gonna whoop that ass that was pretty good just stick with that word low uh an undisputed elite segment where uh the undisputed era turn on the elite uh with a save from adam hangman page thunderstorm first brit baker and jamie Hader. A uh, Hobbs squash match with an interference by Ricky Starks, a Miro promo uh, backstage, and Matt
4: Hardy versus Christian Scott. What did you think about this first hour? I loved this first hour. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a lot of fun. I consider the Matt Hardy Christian match the second hour. That was sort of the second hour. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, well, it was it was kind of on both, but yeah, okay, yeah, well, well, okay. Save that for the second hour. Then. Anything <laughs> post anything <laughs>
3: post Jim Ross waddling out there is out yes.
1: too. Yes. Oh, you're right. You're right. I, okay. We should do pre or post Ross from now on. It's a or post. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes.
4: Yes. And I think pre Ross was was a blast. I had a lot of fun with a uh, pre Ross. Yeah, the opening match. Back you know, it is Jay Lethal beating Orange Cassidy, right? Which you don't want Orange Cassidy to lose but it worked out and orange Cassidy is, you know, super over. He will remain super over. There was a knee injury angle during it. It makes sense. That's pro wrestling. I loved the Cole segment uh, for one real reason in particular, which was it was a, a major segment that lasted about four minutes, which I think should happen always. Why are you doing a turn angle and we're standing in the ring for 20 minutes just go out there turn quick stomp a motherfucker out run away uh the kid crying helped it a lot and now we get you know finally something to care about involving hangman and the bucks even though it is you know you are going to see hangman and adam cole staring at each other again face to face in a match which has been a lot this year i I think it will be fun and i think the storyline will be fun what happened after that
1: um, well, I mean, I, I just have general notes here, but I thought the Moxley promo was very good. Um, I thought, you know, Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy was great. I do think you have to like Orange Cassidy, anybody who says he isn't a great wrestler is fooling themselves. I mean, that guy, I mean, that kicks up the the whole ramp spot. I mean, there was just so much fun stuff in that match. I, I don't know. Yeah. If you would have gone, if you should have gone with lethal here, um, but and you know, there's a couple things that kind of annoyed me just in the sense of like, like the sandbagging shirt Thunder Rosa was wearing. It's like nobody fucking cares, dude. Um, damn, they need heat.
4: Yeah, don't take I, away
1: the only way they're gonna get heat, but, right? But oh,
4: that match, by the way, and you mentioned it before, but th- that match was, yeah, one of their better women's matches ever. So, I, I really yeah, but, way damn it with and fame it was, praise and, it was, and to be in, yeah, right? But and to be, uh, within the first hour uh yeah yeah and
1: and i thought and and also like i didn't know they probably already mentioned it but i didn't know that the bucks had turned down bobby fish yet so i felt like that should have been almost a bigger moment last week but it was what did they mention it it's, yeah but then you have to give
4: bobby fish a big moment
3: well clearly dan you didn't watch being the elite <laughs> uh, deluxe edition uh yeah, that's only available on, BTE, on youtube bro. red
1: yeah i mean that's i mean that's the only thing where it's like dude it's like not all of us know this story please like and i know this story i mean i don't know i don't know like scott knows it or some new japan diehard but i know it enough and i didn't even like was like wait when did that happen um, no
4: man it's like a play they walk out on stage and they go god dang work was hard today you didn't have to see work they're in the middle of a thing you know what happened i can't believe you said that to bobby at work and then you started in the living room it's a it's a fucking you're, it's you're, a show you're trusting people. You're trusting wrestling audiences to understand plays? No, I mean, they understand this. That's my issue with, yeah. with all of this. Like, you need to explain more. No, you don't.
0: Uh, look, you yeah, don't no, have look, to I, explain look.
4: shit, and
1: people will get it. Ro- Robert, what did you think of this first hour?
3: You mean hour one of Eugene O'Neill's AEW Dynamite? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I I think uh, it's weird that you're building Jay Lethal up for a secondary title when he just lost to a build-up to a secondary title. There's other people on your roster to put in there with Wardlow than Jay Lethal, and there's other people to build up Lethal than Orange Cassidy. Just because Orange Cassidy stays over no matter what doesn't mean you should test that theory. The dude is really, really good. And he even tweet. I think he tweeted this week. There was someone that said like, he's the only guy who's had to have like 16 impressive matches for people to be like, Oh yeah, he's a good wrestler. Like orange Cassidy is a very good wrestler. Um, I like the bit with the best friends on top of each other's shoulders. It's the goofy little three second thing that like, all right, that's yeah, fine. And fun. I don't need to see them again. Uh, Wardlow needs better promos. He needs to drop the Wardlow's World thing, or get Wardlow's World shirts, and just make it clear he's hoarding for money. I just keep thinking
1: when he says Wardlow's World is going to be like a TGIF show. It's you
3: know? it's yes it's it doesn't it doesn't work. It sounds like a game on the Wii. Um, <laughs> the Undisputed Era segment I didn't like because we've been teasing this or they've been teasing this uh, split for so long, and this is what we get like that it's over the trio's title in such an ineffective way. It just felt like you you had this big moment and I get where you're going with it. It just didn't feel as important as it should have, considering how long they've been building this up. Um, the Kid Crying definitely made it work. Hangman making the save in butterfly jeans. Would I have those probably, cool. Oh yeah, that would have killed Mike and then that was that was the first thought i had i'm like oh they're
4: the it, best i'm i i got to get uh, some actually i don't like I like,
3: jeans. I like the butterfly jeans bro watch um,
4: me get butterfly jeans hold up there
3: there was a bad wwe segment with christian in the back arriving and then jungle boy speeding up in a car and then then like security chasing him away if you can't do those things well you don't need to do them like you already were going to get jungle boy later in the show we didn't need that little Bit there, the women's tag match was a blast. I thought they did great. The Sammy and Ty video package was fantastic. Uh, the fake Robin Leach, them talking about them getting married, and then Eddie Kingston shitting all over it was was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Taz randomly ending Team Taz just by a direct to camera uh, statement was a little odd, but it's better than hate getting it, a segment. Though. I thought
1: I would oh, hate I, it, I didn't it. hate it.
3: It was better than a segment. Hobbs looked like an absolute killer, and then Ricky Starks getting murdered after was cool. And then uh, the 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 Miro promo, I couldn't tell you one thing he said. I'm just happy he was on. And I then mean, there was a little...
1: C.J. Perry, he's like, he's he's brilliant. Yeah. And know?
3: then uh, and then Darby talking about the coffin match and having the, the thing on his hand. Uh, nice little piece of business to remind you we're getting that at Quake at the lake
0: greatest name for Dude, wrestling hey, that's, that's a wrestling show
1: ever st- it's a stacked show brother it is a stacked show it i'm quaking with anticipation all right that's enough out of you <laughs> hour two Matt hardy versus christian Woo! uh followed by a jungle boy uh lujasaurus christian <laughs> segment danny just- garcia cut probably the best promo i've seen him cut
3: I just uh, want to put, I wish Mike was still here to be like, Hey, hour two is Christian Matt Hardy, then a Danny Garcia promo, then a POC video package, then well, an Ethan
1: page promo, from well, the 2.0 pro. Like they were trying yeah, to kill okay, him. The, the Ethan page promo. I, I'll, I'll say this about it is that I thought his delivery was great. I just think the content wasn't, I, it's the content felt derivative for me. I wish they had, I mean, this is why you couldn't have a couple writers on staff. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, the, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society promo was fucking great. I thought those 2.0 guys are super fun. Okay, oh, let me be fair. Okay, those two guys were great. And then they cut to Anna J, who seems like she has like a psychotic break, but it's like a weird middle school play psychotic break. So, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, I, I'm yeah, just- Yeah, she just got out of middle school like four years uh, ago. <laughs> the Ass yes boys versus the Acclaim dumpster match. I really like the match. I think the fucking- acclaimed and the acid boys have grown tremendously i think you could put the tag titles on the acclaim very soon i don't understand why it was wasted on a dynamite i would have waited for the pay-per-view but that's just me and Yuta versus jericho i mean willier yuda is just um he's just it, it does an awesome like ricky steamboat type comeback as far as like or, or like tommy dreamer and ecw you know that that sort of comeback he's a he's a way better technician than than tommy dreamer um, And but the only thing about that match was, man, Jericho needs to just do the moves he can do Um, this fucking like the code breaker reversal thing. It hasn't looked good in like forever. Just stop it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I actually thought this was a good this was a good dynamite. Do I think it like do I think it needed to be like splashier to keep up with all the wrestling news this past week especially you know with the high marks and the high ratings wwe is getting no i didn't but as a fan of aew and as a fan of professional wrestling i I really enjoyed myself uh
3: awkward silence is great sorry
1: i forgot i forgot i forgot that you were doing SummerSlam and i was doing this one scott what did you think of this
4: so yeah, so the second hour, I ah, I never wanted to watch Matt Hardy versus Christian, not in two thousand three, just never, ever, ever. And so I I wasn't crazy about this. I like Luchasaurus coming out, and again, he does look more intimidating, and I get it. I just can't wait for this match to happen, and I think it will be very good. Obviously, it'll be it all out, and then hopefully you get a a nice little uh Jungle Man run. Uh, after that was. I'm literally fast forwarding through the show. Oh, the Danny Garcia promo, yeah, I loved that. The Ethan Page thing—it almost intentionally felt like a like a not a not better version of the MJF thing. Uh, and, until Stokely came out. So, I mean, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, it, you you just go—he's good, in and he doesn't need to be with anybody, right? No, it, I don't think that, it. I mean, it all just can... seems very detrimental to him, especially like when. If a guy comes out and it's like there's time for a change and he's not with that guy who's been around him, the change isn't get a new guy. The change is be your own man.
1: Usually there's also like or find some friends that I don't know there's there's enough top guy top guys and upper card guys that can be elevated to top guys i don't think that's ethan page's strength you know like he was really great with all these comedy characters and impact like let him do more of that shit like let him like lean into more of the dan house and stuff i know he's in great shape i know the guy can go but i just don't think people are going to see him as as you know they're they, they want ethan page to be irs they don't want him to be the million dollar man you know that's interesting that's good okay.
4: And and in the acclaim match, I, I I genuinely had a lot of fun watching it. I think both teams um are teams that we wouldn't guess would have gotten over at first. And they are so over and genuinely good. They're good. They're good teams. They're good tag teams. The right team went over, and I thought that ending was cool. And and they were inside of the uh they were inside of it when he pushed them. I thought they would escape, but nope.
1: No, that was brutal, man. You know, and I love dumpster matches. I love uh... The uh the chainsaw Charlie Cactus Jack versus the New Age Outlaws at uh, WrestleMania fourteen. Yeah, I, I think they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of mo- they're a lot more fun than I think. You know, a lot a lot of these stipulation matches that they keep going back to. So
4: yeah, and then the Utah Jericho match. You know, it did it did what it had to do. When it ended, when it ended, I was like, uh oh, they're gonna have to drag this. This is gonna be uncomfortable. But then Jericho did grab a mic and not just talk out of his ass. He explained that he's going to be Lionheart next week. And I think that'll be a fun moment for everybody, him coming out in gear like that, or, you know, however he decides to do it.
1: Robert, what did you think?
3: I loved Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There was a, there was a fan in the front row with a sign that said, I played this match on no mercy,
0: which was just,
3: I mean, that was, that was pretty much it. I'm listening to Jim Ross do commentary on a Christian versus Matt Hardy match in 2022. Uh, And suddenly I don't feel as old as I typically feel watching a lot of this stuff. Um, I did like
4: that Christian was going to kill him. At least it wasn't like, uh, Oh, Matt Hardy won. And then we're still getting a, a Christian jungle boy. It,
3: it's also fun that they play the Hardee's music and you see the crowd for a half a second, think it's Jeff. And then remember it's not. <laughs> and it's just like anything to disappoint Ohio state fans. Cause I hate Ohio state makes me super happy. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, uh, I mean, Luchasaurus is going to turn on jungle boy because they've avoided any physicality with Luchasaurus and Christian. So I'm guessing that's your big payoff. It's, I mean, they've they've literally given him Kane's music. They're they're not really being super subtle, and that's fine. Uh, the Danny Garcia promo as the guy who slayed the dragon, it worked for him. It's not great, but it's it's good, and I'll, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, Stokely and and Ethan Ethan Page. I don't get why you're replacing one with the other, and it's just another guy going out there complaining that I'm not on TV, and then he's just not going to be on TV. But the thing that buried it even further was in like, you know, Stokely also gave his card to Lee Moriarty. So now we're replacing Scorpio Sky with Lee Moriarty as the guy who's going to make Ethan Page a top tier superstar sure uh acclaimed you know yes they mentioned vince so everyone ooh. It, it was but it was it was fun it's four young guys going out there and and trying to get themselves over in any way possible and it's a blast. when they oohed,
1: I was like you guys should have been at the rick flair roast
3: yeah no kidding they could have flown this crowd in uh mm-hmm. to it uh, instead of just a heavy wheezing of conrad oh my and gosh then- which
4: by the way they showed footage of the rick flair's last match pay-per-view the, well, they uh, did because the Warner uh, win.
3: Well, because Mance Warner uh, did a dark match, an AAW dark match for him. Yeah. So I guess, you know, that's
1: just what they need.
0: More guys.
1: They're making a big deal out of him. I think he could be signed. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then the main
3: event, I mean, I, I was so happy from, for, uh, for you to, to see. I'm like, I literally messaged after him, like, dude, you were in the main event of a TV show against Chris Jericho which is, it's just such a cool thing for a young wrestler to get that opportunity. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a fine match. Regal on commentary just makes everything better. He really elevates the match. He makes it seem important. There was no real doubt in what the finish was going to be, but the, the journey to get there was, was pretty good. And considering we talked about on the, uh, the Patreon, SummerSlam02, that Jericho is now the age Flair was when they wrestled. Jericho can still go at a very high level. You know, he, not everything looks as crisp, but he's a solid main eventer. And, you know, Tony is trying to get young guys over last week. It was, you know, Brian Danielson against Daniel Garcia this week, it's Jericho and Yuta. You're trying different things. You're a long way off from a pay-per-view. You're clearly trying to push Hobbs. You're pushing Starks. You're, you're trying to get the the new talent over and that's what you got to do. So It was a a perfectly
1: acceptable two hours of TV. It passed the carpoolist test. Scott, anything else to add?
4: No, I mean, what, Battle of the Belts 3 is Saturday. They never do a good job of uh, promoting those shows. Yeah, those
3: always feel like they forget that they're happening.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: it should be a good card, but yeah.
3: Well, it's it's Claudio and Takeshka, and then uh, Jamie Hayter and and, and, yeah. and Thunder Rosa, and uh, what's the third match? Wardlow and Wardlow Jay and Jay and Jay Lethal. And yeah. Cla- yeah. oh,
1: and Claudio! Oh no, I said Claudio and,
3: and Takeshka. Yeah, yeah. They said that. oh, there was a little video package of those guys that I thought was pretty was pretty okay. Yeah,
4: I liked that too. Yeah.
3: Made Claudio seem like a good promo.
4: Well, I don't know. No, know he got he got
3: is. he got fired up at the end. Like he at least he's not a put he's, him in front a of a crowd athlete, guy. That's for sure. He's a great athlete, but just let him going out there and just, you know, saying a couple lines pre recorded and showing him just beating people up. That's how you get someone over. That's how you introduce yourself,
1: Dan. That's how you introduce yourself. I, I thought it went too far, honestly, that promo. Um, all right, let's get to uh, high spot, low spot. I'll start low spot. I wish I hadn't drank this weekend. You know, that's always <laughs> embarrassing. Uh so yeah, oh I'm just, man. I'm gonna put myself as the low spot if I want to be honest with myself. High spot. Uh well, two things, all the people, you know, because I don't even know their names, but like the thankless jobs at Starcast, you know, whether or not it's like making sure somebody has a bottled water, make sure somebody knows where they're going from the airport, like. You know the people who have to do that kind of shit. You know, and like, in
3: Conrad Thompson.
1: The <laughs> yeah, when they have to carry Conrad like in in the, that bed from the island of Doctor Moreau, <laughs> Shark has uh, um, definitely that. And another high spot. I mean, I haven't talked to you guys about it, but I don't know what you're. Thi- I don't know what Scott and Robert, what you guys think about this, but. You know, the way I look at it, Triple H, we were going to roast Triple H at the end of the month. Triple H, is, there's going to be a lot more material in like a year. I think we should go to somebody who's no stranger to rope roast. And that, my friend, is roasting Bubba Ray Dudley at the end of the month. How, how do we feel about that? Longest bright
3: side ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah, that's, that's, the those are, oh, and my, plug I'll do my plugs. Oh, it's
3: the only time ever someone's going to be excited. We're replacing Triple H with Bubba Ray Dudley.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the only time people are going to be excited. I'll do some plugs. Follow me on Instagram. Hey, everybody, there's, a, there was also like some guys who came out um to, I was opening for Dan Soder and Michelle Wolf this past week, and there's some Forbidden Dorks that came out. Really good to see you guys. Um, You know, I'm still getting up in New York. I'm doing spots this month at different, various places. Fixing my website calendar, so hopefully that will be, that will be figured out. Uh, and follow me on Instagram, man. I'm, I'm posting like t- two videos a week there. I'm on TikTok, I'm on Twitter. Just follow me on all those social media platforms. Uh, that would help a lot. Uh, and uh, most importantly, leave five stars. Leave a review. Let us know you love lo- love us. Tweet about how great we are. All that kind of shit. Thank you, and thank you everybody from the internet this weekend like squared circle and and different and, and, you know, like who, who like seem to actually kind of have my back and everybody who had was on the Facebook page. I, it does, it does mean a lot. So I, 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 I appreciate you guys, Robert.
3: Um, yeah, sorry. Low spot. Um, I had two, I think one, the, uh, the news about AJ Ferrari uh, he was a dude that I know on here we talked about we were really excited to see what he was gonna do as part of that WWE next in line and there's the the accusations of sexual battery and that's just a, a really ugly thing and and uh, it, it's a it, it's a shame with the the prospect that could have been and and people just need to be smarter about how they uh, how they behave like the other low spot was uh, yeah, seeing seeing Bully Ray on the on the roast and and how I think how they, they sort of positioned you in some ways uh, was 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 not cool. High spot was getting to see you on there and uh, see Russell Roast represented uh, as part of uh, the sarcasm it was on cool to have our little name,
1: name up there. So thank you, sir. Thank you. But,
3: uh, and I, I have two high spots. One. Uh, obviously, our patrons say in our Lord and Savior, QT Marshall, got a promotion this week. Uh, AEW announced that he's a vice president of creative. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. We love you, QT. We miss you. We wish you were on TV. That's
1: right, more. folks. He gets, he gets to turn his lunch receipts in. Yes. <laughs> Dude, uh, how
4: shitty is our luck? The one guy we make fun of now we can't <laughs> ever have a job there. Like the one guy we go too hard on. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm
3: not going to break kayfabe and say that QT's in on the joke at all and thinks it's fine. But yeah, we're we're never gonna get a job at AEW no. because of QT no. and not because of the 50 to 60 Tony's on cocaine jokes that we've made <laughs> yes.
1: every other week. There's a long line of reasons why we I mean Jesus Christ, the one one time they us to interview sammy Guevara. we haven't gotten an interview since so
3: yes people that i'm friends with that i've known for over a decade who i'm like hey you want to come on the show yeah just email AEW's uh pr department crickets not oh a you're single. The, oh
1: you're that podcast okay oh
3: yeah no no yeah you, how dare you because that's the worst thing that's happened to sammy on a podcast
0: Uh, uh, friend of the show friend of the show
3: yeah friend friend of the show friend of mlw i didn't accidentally fire him twice uh my my high spot monday night raw was an absolute blast but a a high spot within that show was a video package about the United States title. And it was another Triple H statement. There was a number of Triple H statement pieces. And if you go and listen to my Something to Sports Entertainment with this week on the Patreon, I break down that show uh, in in detail. uh, And it was fantastic. But they did a US title video package where they made that belt feel more special than it has in 15 years. You're showing Dusty, you're showing Steamboat, you're showing Brett, you're showing Goldberg, you're showing Cena. It was narrated by JBL. It was a reminder that, yes, these titles are props, but they they when used well, they're the best kind of props and they do nothing but make your show better. And it was an absolute delight, not only to see that, but throughout the show, Michael Cole was making references to past matches people had or their past lives in NXT. Like there, there's a freedom that's on this show that as someone who watches it and tweets it every week, it can really just feel a, a, a true sea change in the show. And I look forward to them ruining it in three weeks. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WW underscore uh, and you know, we've got the Facebook and all the other, uh, good stuff. And, and, more importantly, Scott, what, what are your, what's your high spot, low spot this week? I'm, I'm dying to know.
0: <laughs>
4: I, I think my high spot is going to be the man. I saw raw. I did really like it. And I did see that video package and I loved that too. Um, I, I liked the feeling out there that wrestling is, is going to be fun again. Um, yeah. And I want to say that because I think my low spot is also, you know, that that tribalism thing going on between wrestling company fans. That also heightened over the last week because wrestling is going to be good again. Oh, real quick. Okay. Did,
3: did you see um, Kat Denning's
4: tweet? Oh, my. Well, okay, yeah. So, yeah, that could be a low spot where, you know, she said she she watched SummerSlam and she loved it. And she's like, wow, I might be a wrestling fan now or I might be a WWE, whatever she says. I was like, wow, then, I think
3: I like WWE.
4: Yeah, and then there's just, like the, you know, these losers like – well actually this is a better product like sending them clips clips you're not gonna get laid with Cat.
1: you're not gonna get laid uh with Cat Dennings because you show her stadium stampede dude
4: yeah it's just uh you know let people hopefully realize wrestling is cool again you know WWE has more eyes on it and if so if that's the way they have to find out that's the way they find out uh I think it will benefit everywhere and yeah like it if anything, it's just going to get more eyes on AEW eventually. If wrestling fans do come back to the product, like I know Raw had the best ratings in over a year, right? Maybe yes. over two years or something. Yeah, no, it's been
1: so since, like Monday after WrestleMania. Yeah,
4: and so you yeah, know that's huge, a big huge deal. Huge
1: ratings for Raw. Uh, AEW
3: ratings uh, dropped again, but
4: yeah, whatever. well, oh, the Dynamite. I it yeah. was it was, but it was still number one of the night, right, on Wednesday.
3: Yes, this yes. Is, yes
4: it, 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 it's just a matter of how many people are watching television. That it, night, it right? beat
3: out Bargain Block on HGTV, <laughs> which was uh, <laughs> far more entertaining. Uh, watching people try to rebuild Detroit.
0: <laughs> and uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, so I think I just hope to God Tony doesn't go into that competition mode of of ratings because that's when you uh, when you start lying to crowds and you start going. You, tune in next week where we're going to surprise you with this, this and that, as opposed to just focus, man, you've been doing great. It's a great product and you have so much homegrown talent. That's great. You got a lot of great talent coming back. And so let's just like duke it out. Let's just have great matches, great feuds across the board. I hope there's consistency. I hope people get called out on their shit on both companies and uh, yeah, just less hatred of both companies too. Yeah. I would say it's not like AEW in the dirt or Triple H isn't going to do anything. Vince is still going to obviously have a say. It's like, can we just be excited? Isn't that why we're all wrestling fans? Because every five months, we're convinced something good is going to happen. So we remain fans for another five months.
1: Yeah, now now, good stuff's happening. Fucking just sit back. Yeah, so let's enjoy it for this small moment. Yeah, because who the fuck knows, man, with this Discovery merger, there's like a lot of moving parts. Obviously, the HBO stuff about Vince. There's a lot of things that are still happening. But yeah, I mean, like I think that the one great thing about all of this is guys are gonna have a place to go now. You know, you're gonna be able to get more money as a wrestler. And you know, I mean, I was talking um to somebody who was on the uh flare roast and not flare roast, sorry, on the flare's last card. And you know, she, you know, she she's her legs fucking busted. She's got like no, you know, health insurance. It's like it's a hard fucking life, dude. So it's like, just come on. Or she man. was
3: just trying to deter you from hitting on her.
1: Ah,
4: uh, That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want people hoarding. You know, that's a big thing where, and they did that uh, member Vince was trying to hoard people. I don't want yes. AEW hoarding people either. I want everybody to be able to be used and travel and all that shit. But it is cool that these guys who, you know, were so unwilling to go to WWE or guys that Vince wouldn't even look at, you know, Triple H might, because he does love guys like Adam Pohl even though, again, those were guys just handed to him. It's not like he was seeking out Adam Cole. You but know? I, he was I almost think station. that
1: makes him a better, in a lot of ways, That's that speaks better for the leadership. Because if you're able to like be like, hey, this guy isn't my guy, but I recognize he's a great guy, then...
4: I think he becomes your guy, though.
1: You know? Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying in the sense of, like, he doesn't have that Vince thing of, like, he's not over until he's over with me, you know? Oh, sure, sure. So, I mean, that that's what I, I said this about Hunter, which I would have used on a bright side if we did the roast, which is like the guys, the, the, the greatest thing about Hunter is that he's smart enough to know he's not the smartest guy in the room, you know, and, you know, he's going to hand it off to guys like Jeremy Borash and, and, you know, and, and other people backstage who really know how to, you know, create a good angle. Also guys, there's a lot of good people
4: on impact, man. Give it a watch, you know. Oh, was- there's so many, and there's been the entire time. Even when people yeah. were like, "This is the worst," they still had Penta and shit. So
3: no, Impact's good. It's just the problem with Impact is Impact's hard to watch. Like, find. I don't know. Like, it's not on a a, a network that it's everybody on gets you need it on Twitch. Yeah, that's. You may as well tell me it's on Mars. Like I'm not, I'm not, not downloading. Like, like Lance keeps telling me, like, oh, you should really watch Impact. It's been really good of late. I'm like, I'm sure it is. I have no idea how to find that, unless it's on Scott's illegal streaming channel that I would never use.
1: Twitch is watch. so much easier to use than than Scott's supposed alleged illegal streaming channel.
3: Yes, which I only use to watch my friends roast people who I thought died years ago.
1: Also, can we give a shout out, even though no. we can't confirm or deny whether or not the viper randy orton enjoyed our roast of him we cannot confirm or deny that he reached out and said thank you for the good things as well as the bad we cannot confirm or divide but uh my respect went up for randy orton a lot
0: this weekend when i
1: saw like how much that guy can take a joke versus everybody else holy shit dude it's not even in the same fucking universe you know he's he's like a comet. No, the, he the, may the, have thicker skin than a comic, honestly. The
3: barometer I use, and, and you know, Mike's not here to roll his eyes, but that's fine. Like he's on Twitter. If a wrestler follows me on Twitter, they get the joke. And they and they have Well, a we're good all rolling our
1: eyes from that comment. That's
3: just fine, but but no, it is a fair, <laughs> but it is a fair assessment. There's a number of people who I know have no sense of humor whatsoever uh it, about their character about wrestling or any of that and they're just not fun and there were people who were on that dais who i knew for a fact were not gonna be a a, a fun time and a few that that are like vicky has a really good sense of humor i didn't think she was gonna care it was cool
1: when i talked to her backstage she was she was super cool maybe and she was pissed D- afterwards. ddp is the
3: same way but like bischoff has no real sense of humor about him, dude. He was
1: fine during the Pritchard oh. Rose. I have no idea yeah. what his reactions were during my set, but like, well, he needed
3: the money at the Pritchard Rose now. He's made his money back, <laughs> and now he's fine. That big green egg has been paying off for uh,
1: for for I said the OBB. big green egg was Vicky's ovaries. It's not that bad. Come on, it's not
3: that no, bad. but they both work as well.
1: <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> well, folks, oh, Scott, that's... did
3: you have anything to plug?
4: yeah oh i have another podcast out for smokes where so we talk over no? asses <laughs> i think this this week's episode is about uh king leopold and the congo which i oh, dude, don't that know that guy anything about that guy so... that guy is
1: quite a quite a character quite yeah a man char- have yeah you ever he, read king leopold's ghost it is he, a nightmare. he's the grizzly
4: smith of like the world
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it is yeah. i
1: mean that king leopold's ghost that book like sends shivers down your spine man it, it's unbelievable Oh, and Mike and Scott are like two of the funniest comics. So check out the podcast.
3: <laughs> uh, breaking news. Apparently a jury found that bully Ray must pay $4.1 million for the Sandy hook claims. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, That's been
1: kind of fun to watch. huh? Watching that guy. To fucking oh, go- wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, look, I'm one of, I do get nerve. Like I, when like Spotify employees threatened to walk out of Rogan, I thought that was like too far, but like, This guy was just fucking libelous and slanderous for years and years and made these poor people's lives a living hell. There's a great book about it entitled Sandy Hook that just came out. Uh, Not exactly an upbeat, not a beach read, but but very, very good if you want to know more about it. Yeah,
4: he bought it because it was called Sandy Hook. And then as he was reading it, he's like, this is a lot sadder than I thought.
1: (laughs) I thought this was about a bunch of college kids making money for the summer. Yeah. I thought this is where SpongeBob lived. (laughs) Um, I think we got through everybody's plugs. So, Zach,
0: wash your hands.
1: Nice, dude. High octave this time.